Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Apple Podcast for round 12, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who was kicked out of the MCG today after pouring bourbon into the pool of the big freeze. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Hi, good day, mate. Um, yeah, I missed a cracking game all because, I mean, if you see a huge pool of ice... Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, have you seen those uh, Jim Beam ads with Mila Kunis, right, where she just smashes the, the barrel? Oh, yeah. And it just pours all... I thought, I'll give that a crack, right? Now, now in that ad, is she dressed as Wonder Woman or is she dressed as uh, Warney or is she dressed as... Uh, yeah, she was dressed... Dressed in her uh, 2000 Olympic Games She was uh, dressed as St- Steve Hooker. Yeah, okay. It was really... It was confusing. Yeah. So I, I managed to uh, get a barrel of bourbon past the security, which is not, which is a, a pretty good feat in itself. Considering they were saying they're going to have extra security at the MCJ today yeah. for the big crowd. No, but I just had it on like a backpack. So oh, just went okay. up. We have a look at that, and I was yeah. like, well, there's nothing in there. Yeah. Look at you. I oh, shook a, it. It's just an empty crate. Yeah, it's just an empty barrel, mate. What do you want? So anyway, I, I, I walk up there, and so uh, Stephen Bradbury's just come down. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. He's the, he was dressed as the Wiz. That's right, he was, yeah. He's very funny, yeah. very funny. He's like an old footballer. Uh, and happy 54th birthday to the Wiz today. Yes, thank you, Damo, who sent us that message. Happy yes. birthday to Kia, 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 So anyway, I pour the bourbon into there. And then uh-huh. I uh, got a, a big thing straw. of... Giant oh, And a big thing of Coke to pour in there as well. Uh, and by yeah. that stage, I was gone. They oh, kicked me out. So I didn't bullshit. even see the game today. I had to watch it on telly outside the ground. Absolute bullshit. Well, I, I, was, just, I was disappointed that they would, uh, they would make me do that. I mean, what, what's the big deal? It's still freezing... <laughs> You're still going in there. It's still raising money. And if not, like, wouldn't you want to drink from a bath that... Um, Eight people have gone into. Yes. Yeah. Eight champions of Australia. Actually, that's a good point, yeah. Steve Monaghetti's gone in there. Mm-hmm. Adam Gilchrist has been in there. Mm-hmm. I would drink from that. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, this bourbon, it's a bit tainted. You go, that's gilly. It's got a hint of gilly about it. <laughs> and I love that. Tastes like success. Yeah. And so I just thought that... Uh, I thought it was against M and D's all about fun, and I tried to make it more fun. Mm. And now they, they took the fun out of M and D. Yeah, what's more fun than pouring, uh, drinking a whole bathtub of uh, bourbon? Yeah, so I can't think of anything more fun than that. Well, I mean, if it was if it was a, a night game, I wouldn't have done bourbon. I would have gone with mid strength beer. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an idiot, <laughs> and so they, they they just they make their own rules as they go, and that's that's what I don't like about it. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> AFL they they're, they're trying to do a good cause. I'm trying to help out a good cause, and they fuck me over. It's a great day. I really enjoy the uh, the big freeze day now. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I really enjoy it. So, what, the third year they've done it? Third in a row. Neil it's, comes it's out and at the top, they put on the outfits and the like. I think it's really fun. It and is also, good fun. I mean, they've been raising it. I mean, three years ago, you know, how much were you thinking about? MND. Yeah. Motor neuron. Nowadays, like, the, the money they'd be raking in, be yeah. great. Well, you know who helps him out is uh, Alastair Clarkson. He, yeah. he contributes himself because <laughs> he's such a good bloke yeah. that he, he deliberately gets stuck into the umpires just so he knows he's going to contribute to the Big Freeze. So he's had to contribute five grand to the Big Freeze, which I'm sure he's already done. 
Yeah, oh, it, 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 this would be double the amount that he already would have put in. Yeah, because he got suspended uh, 20 grand. Uh, yeah. Sorry, fine 20 grand. Yes. 15 of that suspended. Yeah. Which is actually until the end of next year. When you think about that, though, like that's not not too much of a whack. It's like a uh, five grand. Well, not at all. And yeah, also, you do it again. You do this for the thirteenth time. Well, exactly. Then you're going to have to pay Why the whole twenty. Suspended. Yeah. I mean, it's Clarko. At the bottom of the article where they talk about it, they say, "Oh, and he was suspended for four weeks from an Eastern Football League for yelling at an umpire at an under nines game." Yeah. He was. Uh, I think he yelled at like a teenage kid too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like this isn't out of the blue. It's Clarko. You don't you don't suspend the fine. You go, mate. It's twenty thousand dollars. Give five grand of it to MND, and we'll move on. Because you knew what you were doing. He said, they asked him a question. He said, I'm not able to commentate on disgraceful umpires. Yeah, you just fucking did, mate. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was very clever, cleverly uh, the way he did it. Was it? He just got a twenty thousand dollar fine. Oh, I know, but it was a bit different. It wasn't. Kind yeah, of, true, true. He didn't just come out. No, oh, you know, I can't say anything. No, they, you know, they're rubbish. Like he kind of he, he couched the insults within. Yeah, you know who does it really well? Chris Scott. Okay. Has an amazing way of uh, of getting away with stuff. He he has cracks at the umpires as well, mm-hmm. but he catches it in such a way that he'll go, I'm sure the umpires and the umpire board will go back and have a look at some of the contentious decisions. Yeah, I gotcha. And they go, oh, I see what he's done there. Yeah. He said they're contentious, mm. but he hasn't said they're disgraceful. Mm. He's very, very smart. You know what I love about Clarko, though, and, and this is just what makes him such a great a great fella, is the fact that he was more than happy to go to the Carlton GWS game yesterday and do a forced apology. That's the kind of bloke that he is. The, the club has rung him and gone, mate, you've got to apologise. And he's gone, fuck off, not doing it. And they go, mate, get down there. He's gone, fuck you. They go, mate, you've got to get down there. Otherwise, it'll be a $20,000 fine. They won't even suspend it. And he's going, all right, well, I'm not ironing my fucking shirt. I'm just going down there and I'm not going to be happy about being interviewed at half time, but I'll fucking do it. That's what I was wondering about. So that, that was a forced apology? I would say. I would yeah. imagine the club came out and gone, mate, you've got to front foot this. Yeah. You okay. said they were disgraceful. And he's gone, I'm not doing it. Mm. They go, Clarko, mate. Mate, mate, so Alistair, come on. Silent protest was to wear an unironed shirt. Unironed shirt, yeah. He's untucked. He looks like a bum. He looks like he's been up all night. He's just He hasn't even gone home. They've, they've called him on the mobile. They go, Clarko, where are you? He goes, mate, I'm not telling you. I've just been out. Don't, don't you worry about it. I've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about you know, Ty Vickery, what we're going to do with Jaeger. Uh-huh. It's been a tough night. I'm looking at here, 2006, he was fined $5,000. And actually, this would be a bit confronting. Well, it says confronting. Mm. Confronting umpire Scott McLaren and Kieran Nichols on a flight to Perth, uh, flight Melbourne to Perth. Yeah. After he sides round 18 game with Fremantle. Yeah. So you're leaving Perth, you're heading to Melbourne. Is that the one where, and I think he may have dropped the C-bomb on the flight. He said, you cunts cost us the game. Oh, did he? Yeah. But didn't he do it over the intercom on the phone? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, this is your captain speaking. Those two umpires, they're cunts. That's awesome. But, so, you know, it's the kind of thing where, you, yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, has their issues with Clarko, but he's the kind of guy when he's in your corner, I don't give a fuck. He can say whatever he wants. Mate, I'm more you, than happy for him to. Mate, your club just can't afford to, to just hemorrhage money like that. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. your crowds no, are down. On Struggle Street, Clark. H- how many people were at the, at the game on Saturday against Gold Coast? I actually don't know. I'm sorry, um, my friend. I've been away the whole weekend. Yeah, I know, I know. But you did see the last quarter. You saw your fantastic comeback and you thought that you guys may have gotten up, but you didn't. Thought they were chanced and then a brand gave away a 50. A 50, and that's what? Yeah. Disgraceful 50. Standing over the mic. Yeah, I suppose that was the main thing he was angry about. But I think most people, well, I was watching it and kind of 
you know, it was blurry kind of TV. Kind of couldn't really tell who's Hawthorne, who's Gold Coast. Okay, that's a really blurry telly. Well, no, but like you know, it, was, it got a bit tricky sometimes. But um, uh, I think because uh, some people just kind of because he, he's standing the mark and he's too close, and the umpire saying, oh, yeah. "I told you to come back." I told twice. you, yeah. You know, I, I told you, and over the deafening noise. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twenty five thousand people, but. Uh, I think people would go because he, he didn't move, like he didn't encroach any further yeah, than where he, he was. Yeah, he stood where he so was. So people were going, what's, what's going on? Well, Clarko did. When didn't they didn't realise there was already an imaginary line that he'd already crossed. Bloody hell. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, Brand's dead to me. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. And uh, can I just point out that uh, Carlton currently sitting above Hawthorne on the AFL ladder. Oh, what a coup for you, Adam. Oh, are you going to do a fucking lap of honour, my friend? Oh, how exciting for you. What are you, 15th? Oh, la-dee-da, Mr. Rosenbachs. What an, what an achievement. What a wonderful... What, what, do you get handed a cup now, Adam? <laughs> do you get a little, a little pennant? I'd like to point out that we're... We're not that good to be 15th. <laughs> We're 16th. Oh, okay. We're but you 17th. fucking dogs are 17th. Yeah, okay. This is a great... So you, your number two picks and Kilda are fucking loving it. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, no. Ladder's the state of mind at this stage, Adam. Long way to is go. It, is it really? Yeah. It's a state, well, can we just point out, Melbourne are currently sitting 6th. Oh, that's great. So they had a, a great win against, uh, against Collingwood today in the, in the, in the uh, Queen's birthday game. They came from... I think, uh, I think Collingwood got out to a 29-point lead just before half-time. And Melbourne... And today's game, that doesn't mean much, does that, Adam? No. No, no one cares about it. You know, but they did it for the Queen. They dug deep. They said, Lizzie's watching on. She's oh, on yeah. all our coins. Yeah. She's on our fiver. Yep. She'll be fucking checking us out. And yeah, then Jack sure. Watts. He kicked the he kicked the sealer. He was running in. He fucking banged it home. Where did he kick it from? Uh, it was about thirty meters out in the in the uh, Brunton Avenue pocket. Okay, running towards the pump road end. He'd taken a few bounces. He'd steadied and he went bang and he put it through. And Alex Fasolo also a uh, young boy's dream. He goaled after the siren. Yeah. So I mean, sure it wasn't for a win, but you know, <laughs> it, it's something. He would take that away and go, "This is great." He pumped the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. He got him within four points instead of a ten point loss. Yeah. Now I apologise if I sound like I don't know much about football this week, but I have been genuinely out of town for the the weekend and haven't had much of a chance to. That's it's okay, mate. It's okay. You, your team's not playing well. I understand. You, d- you don't want any involvement in football at all, and I get it. Hey, what about you guys? You guys were great. It was possibly the greatest victory that's ever been seen. See I mean, I'm, let's let. Uh, let's... I'm complimenting your team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bagged it out a little bit before. before but... Well, you did. You mocked it heavily. Yeah, but I'm giving it a nice pump up now. I, I did manage to see like that the last 10 minutes of that. That was great. It was one of the greatest victories that's uh, ever happened. Uh, Carlton only kicked three goals in that second half, and we still managed to win by a point. So really? that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So I think it, it must have been about. Uh, we we're both around 50, yeah, mm-hmm. at, at half time. And then Carlton got out to 71, and GW. Out to 70. Toby Green kicked mm. five behinds, including four in the last quarter. And I think I speak for everyone when you say, oh, fuck you, you little cunt. <laughs> because he's a very popular player. Yeah. And it's just a, such a shame when it happens to someone so lovely. Wait, you're saying you, you don't like him? I, I love him. Don't I, you like Toby Green? How I can you not like fun. Toby Green? Oh, come on. It's fun. Mate, no. Good old-fashioned footballer, mate. Angry little... He, pun- he punched Caleb Daniel in the face, mate. The littlest fella on the ground. He's oh, fucking okay. snapped him. Sure. So you're only allowed to hit people at your height or taller. Or taller, yes. Yeah, absolutely. that should be the rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone... Aaron Sandland's fair game. Yep. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Kick him in the balls, whatever. He's tall. It's yep. fine. But you know what's happening? You know what I noticed after the Carlton GWS game that is happening, Michael? Uh, they did bongo cam. No, 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 no. Bigger than this. Uh, it's bigger than this. You know what it's happening? You know what, you know what this means? We're starting to shape the eight. 
Oh, are we getting to shape We're the eight stage? We're getting to shape the eight stage of the season. Sydney shaped a bit of the eight when they beat the Western Bulldogs on Friday night. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're starting to see a lot more uh, eight shaping going on. Okay, that's pretty handy. So Thursday night, it was, of course, Adelaide who, who smashed the Saints and uh, reshaped the eight by putting themselves on top. Hey, um, so, okay, let's look at the ladder at this stage. Okay. Okay, so the Swans are on four wins. Now, over the last month, they probably had better form than... Some teams. Yes. Can they make the eight? The two games adrift at the ha- moment. Having They're said that, like on, uh, on four wins are also North, Carlton, Hawthorne. Yeah, well, that's oh, true. Actually, but but Hawthorne's played 12. The others haven't. Yes, but they did start off with, was it six straight losses? So mm. they've, they've gone four and one over four the last one. five weeks. So that's not too bad. And they just lost to Hawthorne, which seems embarrassing now <laughs> uh, when you look at that. So they are two games out of the eight, but their percentage isn't the worst. So they're about. So they're just two games adrift. Fremantle, they, they were embarrassing. They got beaten by... I mean, Bris, don't get me wrong. Brisbane, very good team. <laughs> what Chris Fagan has done with that team, as, mm-hmm. you, as you pointed out, it's just they're, they're a dynamic side. And they beat, you know... And, and at the Gabatois. At the Gabatois. They jumped out very quickly, didn't they? They did. And they, they won by 11 goals. And Fremantle, like Ross Lyon just said, we're, we're embarrassing. Yeah. We were disgraced. I mean, that... That wouldn't sit He got well. a 20 grand fine from his own team. Yeah. For, for having a go at them. Yeah, no, and so he should have. Imagine that flight back with Ross from Brisbane to. Is it a longer flight? Would That's five a, hours? It would be close to, yeah. if, if not four, it would be close to five. That's a long. Do you think the umpires get a separate one? <laughs> I don't think they're <laughs> flying back to Perth. Like that? Yeah, they're not going back to Perth. So, so and also Essendon uh, jumped into the eight with a. a Demolition of Port Adelaide on the weekend. And wasn't it great of the Essendon fans to get stuck into Paddy Ryder? To boo Paddy Ryder because he left the club. And what an arsehole. Who leaves the club after they've injected you with stuff you don't know about? Mm. And then you get banned for a year. Yeah. And and you leave the club. You leave the club in the lurch like that. Yeah. What a what a dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> and they were right to boo. You were right, Essendon fans. You get stuck into that that weak motherfucker. I mean, he's just fucking bailed on you when you needed him most. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That must Shit be, out. must be. I wonder if he gets kind of sad by that who was it the, was it uh, was it bombers themselves who said maybe don't boot don't boot I, I, I think they might have yeah there's maybe, no need yeah maybe Wilshire might have said something about it yeah it's unnecessary uh, but I reckon there'd be kind of fans there who are kind of embarrassed that other people were booing them as well you'd hope you'd hope that would be the case but but what do you do you can't how do you shut down a booer you yeah. go don't boo mate they go oh, it's my right to boo yeah you go, but think about what you're booing for yeah they go, but it's my right and you go mate stop fucking saying it's my right yeah it's not a human rights issue <laughs> It could be. Like, I remember when Buddy came back to Melbourne to play Hawthorne for the first year he's out. Yeah. And at the start of the game, I was like, I'm not going to boo. Yeah. And really? then, yeah, and then kind of people did it. But it was more kind of fun banter. Like, it was more people were smiling while they did it, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, fucking, you know, staring at him and pointing with three gritted teeth. They were yeah, smiling. No. But I think by the end of it, I'm like, boo. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, it's part board. of the theatre. But like, like uh, when uh, Sydney, whenever Sydney come down to play Carlton, mm-hmm. I fucking boo Jeremy Layla. And uh-huh. everyone around me just goes, who the fuck's Jeremy Laidler? Yeah. And I just go, mate, I've I got a long memory. So is Jacobs. I mean, fuck, I don't care that we got rid of you, mate. Josh Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, sure, we got you for Juddy. Hmm. Or we gave you away for Juddy. But I oh, fuck, oh, yeah. I remember, mate. <laughs> I, I never forget. I, I, lo- I have a long memory, yeah. Like, it's kind of funny. kind of forced a habit. Like, just now that I actually, just by chance in town, I wandered by Adam Goods. Boom! No, absolutely. So you should. Yeah, he just popped out. I mean, you give it to Dermy because he played, what, he played two games for Collingwood. Yeah. And so I mean, you get stuck into him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> That's the, the key to it. And what about, uh, there's been some quality sledging over the weekend, hasn't there? One which backfired quite heavily today. Taylor Adams from uh, Collingwood's come out hard. Mm. 
And because he was he was trying to defend uh, uh, Lyndon Dunn, who who was uh, formerly Melbourne, went across to uh, to Collingwood. Has you know what? He's he's never played in a final. He's the holding the streak for the longest amount of games without a final huh. at the at the moment. I think it's 171 games. That is a long, long time. Never played. He was in the. He was an emergency in the 2016. Huh. But then obviously Melbourne had a bit of a bit of a bit of a bad patch. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> in the last decade, and he has, he has not played in the final. So Taylor had a go. Let's get the article here. Taylor had a go of saying uh, that Lyndon had not been part of a successful club. Yeah. So what was his reasoning for that? Well, I think he was saying that uh, it, it's good that he's come to the to Collingwood because now he's part of a successful team. But it would be like, well, we we can both not make the eight together. Would that be the answer? Well, uh, but potentially before today, yeah. But then, um, but then Bernie Vince came back, and he said, "I'm not sure what Taylor Adam has done at Collingwood yet, though. What mm. is he, uh, Lyndon Dunn, at a successful club now? Here is we it? go. I like that one. You know what this is? This is some quality chipping out, Michael. <laughs> this is quality chipping out of the highest order, and and you just you got to hold you you got to back it up." They went out there. They lost. They effectively lost by over a kick. You know, they had the kick after the siren. So, mm. what do you what do you do after a game? Because you know, people are coming out here. Bernie Vince is coming up to you going. Oh, Who's remember? successful now? Hey, yeah, remember hey? that thing? Like, remember last year, Trent Cotchin went up to. Went up to bloody Adam Trelaw and said, oh, mate, hey, who's got the better list now, yeah, dickhead? And then yeah. uh, Collingwood won and then Adam Trelaw went up and patted him on the head and he said, fuck, you got some thick hair. <laughs> your brow line's really low. you got a little forehead there, Cochie. Adam says, pretty fierce game, so it probably had a bit of fuel to already uh, burning fire. Yeah, he did. Uh, I would like to see more of it, to be honest. Oh, so you'd like to see more chipping out. Fuck. Like the NBA. I like how honest and rural they are. It's almost cocky, but it's just confidence. Well, it's not almost cocky. No. It's very cocky. Yeah, it's just millionaires yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they can stick it up them. Um, that's awesome. I, I, I wouldn't mind a bit of kind of, you know, back and forth between players. But that wasn't the only sledging that's been happening over the last uh, week either, though. Did you see Joel... Uh, you got the Selwoods. You got a Selwood coming out getting chippy. Got the Selwood, brother. Okay. But not, but not Joel. Joel, no. Joel keeps quiet. He, just, he prefers to just bleed on the ground. Yeah. Bleed heavily. That's how he does it. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott Selwood. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's laid uh, something like 45 tackles in the last three games. Oh, he's a tagger, so he's right next to people all the time anyway. So he's in there, he is. Uh, so, footy show interview on Wednesday night. Selwood settled it an old sledging score with uh, Daisy, Daisy Thomas. Daisy Thomas, yep. Uh, clearly walking away at the four points. Years earlier. Fuck. Let me take you back, Adam. All right, here we go. Let me take you back. I didn't realise that four points were up for grabs. In the sledging competition. competition, yeah. yeah. Mm, no, definitely. Fuck. Um, so this could be an eight-point sledge years, if you get it right. Years earlier. Years earlier. Okay, do we know what year? It doesn't say the year, and I'm not uh, sure. That's a uh, shame because it would be, be great to set set the sort of picture for people. I'd say, so would Daisy have been at Collingwood at the time? Keep, keep reading through and we'll try and decipher when mm. it may have been. Years earlier. Yeah. Black and white days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas had drawn first blood between the two, listing a sledge he delivered at Selwood as one of the best of his career. Ah, oh, okay. Wow. So, so Daisy's proud of his sledge. Daisy's pretty happy with his mouthing off. Okay, okay. that's good. Okay. You've got to be confident. You've got to back yourself up. So this, okay, can I just say, it was it had to have at least been pre-2013 because there's no way Daisy's sledging with a Carlton. Okay. Yeah, so let's just, we've worked that out already, okay? So it's pre-2013. Uh, Scott Selwood against West Coast. Yep. The former Magpie said. So maybe he must be 
Must be must be make time make, make, make by time, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably when they were going really well, because otherwise, why would you be tagging Daisy? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. We were winning, uh-huh. and I was playing all right. There all we right, go. Okay, good. Collingwood. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> he was tagging me in the last quarter, and I think I just kicked a goal. And I said, "Here we go." Mm-hmm. Oh well, mate. Oh, good start. Four brothers. Yep. One of you had to be the worst. Oh, snap! Burn. Got him. Fuck. You know what? If I was Scott Selwood then, you know what happens? I just run, I just run off the ground straight down the race. I hope at that moment Daisy ran off to the off, off the ground, yeah, and he grabbed the microphone from one of the radio <laughs> broadcasters, and then he ran back onto the ground, yeah. and then he just dropped the mic, yeah, and then obviously it's on the field, so he's got to pick it up, yeah, and yeah, then and take, take it back off. to the radio commentator. But, that's okay. but the point would have been proved. <laughs> uh, it took a while, but Selwood finally got his revenge on Wednesday night. Fuck, he just and you know what I love about it? Selwood didn't let it go. Every day he thought, what happens if I run into Daisy today? What have I got for him? He has those words written up on his uh, locker. Yeah, yeah. Staring at him. Even at, even at Christmases he's sitting there he's going, I'm not the fucking worst. <laughs> am I the worst, brother? Mum. Mum, do you reckon? Daisy Thomas said this to me, Mum. Am I No, am you're I equally, You're equally good, okay? All the Selwood boys, you're all equally good at football. Yeah. Except, except Joel's, Joel's just really a bit good. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of you played. I mean, you played. Ah, oh, Joel, you've ruined the turkey. You've bled on it. Um, I asked if he asked if he would tag Thomas the next time the two ty- the two sides played. So hang on, so you're telling me Scott Selwood was on the Footy Show. Hmm. So hang on, he's going down Media Street. Yeah. He's, he's the biggest Selwood now. Is he the one we need to be speaking to? Like, shouldn't they be? What they say? Can you can Joel come out and he goes bleeding? He can't do the interview. Like, okay, well, is anyone who looks a bit like him? Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. They probably thought it was Joel. I don't think Footy Show has superstars on it as much anymore. It's like okay. it's not big, big names, I reckon. So they're going, oh, Patrick Dangerfield appears on. Yeah, the yeah, they do. They do have big names, time. but I think back in the day it was like almost like a, a rite of passage. If you got if you got picked, it meant yeah, you're yeah. the guy. But yeah. now sometimes it's just like, oh, Lyndon Dunn, someone. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, here we go. Okay, so he asked. Uh, will you tag Thomas next time you play? Okay, good question. Yes, yeah, Scott says, I'm not sure where the Northern Blues are playing that weekend. Oh! Back at ya! Burn! You know what, he <laughs> took off his little lapel mic and he just <laughs> dropped that gently on the desk and was like, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck you, Daisy Thomas. Sledges, uh, sorry, so would Sledge brought back good memories for Daisy. Oh, people may not be aware the Northern Blues would be the VFL team, wouldn't it? For Carlton, yes. Yeah, and and so. Daisy was dropped recently to the Northern Blues. So, there we go. I mean, Selwood, not only has he held on to it, he's done his research. Maybe it's actually a bit humble from um, from Scott here just by the fact he goes, look, I, I can't say I'm guaranteed to be getting a oh, game. Oh, that's a very good point. I've I may be, be honest I may with be myself. Geelong VFL side. Yeah, and so I've got to be honest with myself and say, hey, um, maybe there is a chance I'm going to be in the twos. Yep. But uh, that's on me. Yeah, I've got to work harder. Yeah, I've got to work harder on the track. Keep my work rate up. Yeah, yeah, get back into finals contention. Yeah. But you know what? It didn't stop there. Did it then now go online? Yeah. Well, well Daisy fired back. So Daisy wasn't on He wasn't on the show to, to defend himself. So there's mm. only one way to, to get back at someone, and that's on Twitter. Digitally. Yeah, I mean, if the president's taught us anything. Yeah. So Daisy wrote, this could be a good omen for Scooter. That's his nickname. That's the, the nickname for Scott Selwood. That makes sense. Scott, Scooter... Scoots. Last time banter of this quality was exchanged between us because, as we know, Daisy said uh, of the four brothers, we yeah. neither have to be a bad one. Yeah. So. Singed him. Quality banter. Very, very good. And they're really, he's really pumping up his banter, isn't he? I'm pretty happy with himself, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> pretty happy with like a pretty common 
a pretty common sledge when it comes to sporting brothers and sisters. Yeah, and I would have thought that he's just he's just lifted that from uh, the I think like the war would have said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that was said about Mark. At least um, I'm not the shittest player in my family. That's right. I That's think one that of was the sledges. So he's just lifted someone's sledge. Mm. Mm. Uh, last time banter of this quality was exchanged between us. One of us went on to win the flag. There you go. It's 2000 and hashtag VFL tra- VFL champs. 2010. He's talking about. That's how far back he's gone. So Scott Selwood has sat on this for since 2010. So he's taken the chance that uh, uh, either Collingwood or Geelong are now possibility of winning the flag. But I don't think... Oh, yes, that's, that's kind of what he's saying. And Paddy Dangerfield can... No, he's saying Carlton or yeah, Geelong. Yeah, sorry. Is yeah, that what I said? Yeah. He said Collingwood, yeah. Oh, no. sorry. No, it's Carlton. I mean, I don't have a star heart. I mean, he's always a part of me. Always yeah, a part no, of me. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And Patrick Dangerfield wrote uh, three votes S. Selwood, hashtag nine AFL footy show, and two emoji faces of him laughing. Laughing a lot. Danger loves the uh, social media, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a big fan of it. He's mm. a big fan of it. But you know what he won't do? He's uh, he said he's he's not going to miss a game for for a baby. For a baby. Yeah. Now. No, he said he will miss a game for a baby. Yeah. So I think. But due... the baby's due at the end of July. Yeah. That's fucking soft, mate. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if it was on Grand Final Day. How you? <laughs> how do you feel? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's changing his mind. He, he's out there. He's running around. He doesn't give a shit. Who was the player? Was it maybe? Uh, was it Ball? Maybe. In the uh, in the Sydney Eagles grand final, I think it might have been 06. Oh, Jason Ball. Yeah, I think there was. I think Ball might have been uh, had a baby like the day before. Oh, that's keeping it tight, isn't it? I think it, it was a Sydney Ruckman. I'm not entirely percent, not entirely sure, but I think the idea was that he was not going to miss the game, but he was going to wait. Yep. As long as he could before coming home. Got oh, coming down. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's it's a good way to do it. But also, we talked previously on this uh, esteem podcast mm. that Danger doesn't have to miss the game. Obviously, no. there are medical facilities at all grounds, and so therefore, his lovely partner can come along yeah. and deliver the make a day of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, what if Geelong are playing at home? That's pretty. Geelong is pretty close to Mogs Creek. Mm. It's really far, so she can just get in the car, a bit of Great Ocean Road, go th- go through the lovely areas inlet. Through Anglesey, up through Torquay, go to Geelong, and she's fucking had a baby. Maybe an idea would be as well in that maybe we don't take down the, the freeze pool yet, okay? Oh! Just in case it's the game at the G, and in case she wants a water berth and still watch the game. That is a fantastic idea. So we should clear it out of the bourbon and stuff at the minute, okay? Oh, no, I reckon... <laughs> Keep it in there? Well, wouldn't it sterilise? Just in case she wants a water berth, yeah. then we can, we can have her in there in the, in the freeze... Yep. Actually, that, should, that would be a great feature of the MCG, I think. What we should do mm. is that if any people who, who are pregnant... And want... And, and a, want a water birth... That but is don't, but don't, want to, don't want to miss the game. Don't yeah. want to have the inconvenience of missing the game, the game of football. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to do like a water birth at home watching Fox footy. No. And it doesn't feel the same. No, no, no. You want to do it at the ground. Okay, we keep the pool there at the, uh, at the G. Yeah, because okay. it's there. It's already installed. Yeah, it's already there. Keep it there. It's not blocking anybody's view. Like, no. we already know that. Yeah, well, she's going to be laying down. And, uh, it doesn't have to be an ice bath. It's just water. You can make it warm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be ice. I'm presuming it is warm when they have a water birth. You'd hope so. Yeah. There's no need to. There's no need to do a recovery at the same time. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, yeah. it'd be a bit weird, kind of. No, I've, I've never been pregnant though. Maybe you get tight hammies mm. from pregnancy. You know, maybe your ankles. You do. You know, because they get they get uh, larger ankles, don't they? The ankles swell up. So maybe. Adam, focus on the fact that I'm sorry. Trying, we're, we're having people give birth in a water bath at the uh, at the MCG. Okay? I love it. Keep keep focus. Okay. So that should be our initiative. Okay, and 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 I think it'd be great. It'd be great. It's great bonding, also. You know what would be great is if it happens in the fourth quarter. So. At three-quarter time, the attendance comes up. Mm-hmm. And then when the baby pops out, ticks over, ticks one. over one more. <laughs> How good would that be? People are like, yay, she had a baby. Yeah. Mrs. Dangerfield, woo. 
And then Paddy's on the ground and his mates, they get around him. Well, I mean fans, though, as well, not just players. Oh. Yeah, I mean like an interactive fan experience. I don't I mean, I mean partners of, of players can do that as well. But I mean, if, okay. you know, if you know, Joe Smith and Jack Smith, Jackie Smith are having a, having <laughs> yeah. a, having a, baby. a baby. Yeah. Do they have to be members? Uh, no, because I think that's set, up's in, that's set up in the outer. Okay. Oh, no, I don't mean like members of MCC, but I yeah, think yeah. like... No, yeah. no, no, just members for their potential anyone, clubs. Yeah. So anyone can do it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you've got to buy a ticket to the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an idiot. You, you give, have to buy two? You give the little kind of green coat guy or whatever, you give him a little heads up, look... Yep. Look, I'm, ha- I'm having a few uh, contractions. contractions. Yeah, so, okay. You know, and he'd be like, and, and you know what? They're, to, they're trained up. The pool. They're trained up now. They'd be like, how far apart are they? You go, oh, seven minutes. Oh, yeah, be full. full Dilation? Yeah. Uh, seven centimetres. Yeah. All right, get in there. And then you get that 15-year-old St. John's Ambulance kid. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, how, how good? Because uh, a lot of um, uh, labours can go for hours. Yeah. But if you've got the footy record, mm-hmm. so you can do the crossword, you can keep score. Yeah. You're looking at the player's... Uh, the um, play profile, play profile, favorite film. Yeah. So you're going. Ah, oh, let me guess. What's it going to be? <laughs> Shawshank. I think it's fantastic. And also, why not do it um, in the members? So you know, if you if you are if you are an MCC member, yeah. Why why can't you give birth over there? Like, let's have a pool on either side. Oh it's yeah, just, you can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I just figure like you know, just because you're a barrister doesn't mean you have to go to the outer to fucking give birth. <laughs> why can't you do it at the MCC? Okay. I think it's lovely. Yep. And keep the slide, too, for the kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they can go straight down after the birth. Mm. Don't change the water. No. Just straight in. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Hey, do you reckon Vossi is going to get another gig as a coach? No. He wants to. Yeah, I know. He's talking it up, isn't he? Don't you love the way the club, you know, they just drop it back in there. They go, I'd, I wouldn't, I'd, li- I'd love to coach. Because he's a, he's a midfield coach or a forward coach at uh, Port Adelaide. And he was doing an interview last week on On the Couch. And, you know, they, they said, how's the coaching going? And the flame still burns within him. Hmm. That's the thing about it. You know, Vossi's only like 41, 42, so he actually coached quite young. Gee, would he be even, even be that old? Well, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's, he's, got, he's, got time, he's got time on his side. Yeah. Like, he's got the next 60 years to yeah. coach. Yeah. And he would have learned a lot in this time, you know, under Ken Hinckley. Didn't he do a bit of time at Fremantle as well? No, right? wasn't he about to go to West Coast when... Uh, to do Brisbane an assistant, job. and then he got the Brisbane job, and yeah, he said, "No, okay. fuck you, yeah, fuck you guys. Sure, sure. I don't want to do an assistant coach. I can just jump straight into it." So, what would he have done? Maybe four years, maybe at the Lions. Yeah, yes, I think so. Yeah, four or so. Yeah, and so it is very difficult when you have that short run first off. Yeah, to then get back in the game. Not many get to do that, do they? No, but he he did he did get into the finals once, and that's mm. when they went the top up. They went, "We get Fev, we'll get yeah. we'll get Brent Staker," because everyone knows Brent Staker's. Mm. It's bring your flag, mm. and they topped up. A few older play, uh, players. They got rid of a few youngsters, and then it all fell apart. And they were awful. And then the club has suffered ever since. Because one guy who popped into my memory uh, the other day, we were talking with a friend, was um, Scotty Waters. Never coach again. Well, we kind of worked out like we go, like, oh yeah, like, and where is he now? Like, what's he gone off to do? Is he an assistant coach somewhere? Is he back in Perth? Uh, I'm trying to think. So he finished in St Kilda in 2013. Yeah, is this Richo's third yeah, year? So that yeah, makes 20, sense, yeah. yeah, 2012 and 2013. Yep. And now I can't, I can't really find... I've got a Wikipedia here, but I can't really find out where he's gone. Oh, that's a shame. If anyone's seen Scotty Waters, let us know. Um, let us know what's going on. Yeah, I'm worried. I imagine he went home. I would think the next one to coach who has previously coached would probably be maybe David Parkin. Oh, okay. I think it's time to get him back out there. Yeah. Like he's probably a little bit old school, but... 
you know, and he made struggle on game day. So you have a few young assistants around him, but fuck, Paco, deliver a message. I mean, he's won a few flags. Mm, oh, definitely. You get people listening to you. Yeah, he's got four flags under his belt, and I just say, let's get him back. What about Sheeds? Give Sheeds another run. Oh, okay. What about the Geish? How about we unleash the Geish again? Jock McCall is still around? No, but what about um, coaching by seance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like a, like a medium. Mm hmm. You go, like, you've got John Edwards in, and he goes, all right, uh, Jock's saying um, uh, flick pass uh, out to the wing and then a drop kick into the middle, <laughs> you know, inside the goal square to Lou Richards. He goes, Jock McHale has said put Lou Richards at uh, full forward. I'm a bit concerned, actually. On, on Google, you type in Scott Waters. Yep. And, uh, Nothing good's coming up. Well, he comes up second. Huh. And there's a real estate guy who comes up first. Now, I don't, and that's not Scott Waters. It's not the yeah. same Scott Waters? No. So but, yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. How good's this guy at real estate? I mean, he's probably really fucking good. And Scott was a really shit coach. He so. does it in Tamworth, and he got a picture oh. of himself wearing kind of a cowboy hat. Well, of course, he's in Tamworth, mate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's got a few properties on the go. Yep, um, they're all really land deals, actually. Well, what coach do you think will coach again? Um, I think I think Brett Ratton is a big chance. I actually reckon he's a very strong can- uh, chance. Do you think um, he'll go to the Gold Coast? I reckon Rocket will hang around. You think he's still... still con- he's con- is he contracted for next year as well? I don't think he is. I think it'd be a bit rich to get, a ro- get rid of Rocket. Yeah, but... I reckon he showed up and they were in a rabble. Yes. And then last year, a bunch of people kind of weren't playing. Yep. And then, Huge injuries. And then this year, kind of, I reckon... He, I mean, they're, they, sta- they're stabilised a little bit. I mean, they beat Hawthorne. They beat Hawthorne twice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played them twice already? Yeah. Bloody this... Oh, this and I, think, I think we don't play you until round 22 or something. Yes, but that's going to be a cracking game. Oh, <laughs> we are going to be at that one. There is no doubt about that. So I think of Justin Lepich. I can't see him coaching again. No. Unfortunately. People are talking about Robert Harvey getting a gig. Oh, yeah. That'd be quite good. What do you reckon, like, uh, after Woosher, if Maddie Knights went back to Essendon? Just give him another chance. Because I know Essendon fans, they really, they bonded with him. They took they, a warming to him, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. And mm. they thought, like, even after they got beaten by, uh, like, 16 goals in that, in that elimination final. 2009. Yeah. yeah. They, they still thought, we're on the right path. Yeah. So you know, I tell you, I tell you who we get back. Hurdy? Hurdy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's worth another crack. <laughs> it's worth another go. Get the team around him. Get, get the weapon. Yep. Get, his old, get the whole team back together and go, all right, we, we, we know. Look, look, we, we fucked up, yeah. okay? We ma- everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. We're human. We're human. <laughs> human pincushions. <laughs> We're human. Yeah. Okay? Now, there have been a few, been a few blues. Yep. But you're obviously very experienced people. You know what you're doing. Mm. Water under the bridge. Get back in get here. Get back in here. Get, get back in the bombers. Wusher, fuck off. Yeah. We don't need you. You're so ruining stuff. Weapon danky. Is there another one? The bomber. Bomber yeah. Thompson. Oh, yeah, bomber, yeah. Yeah. Get them all back there. Yeah. Free reign. <laughs> Mate, let them go. <laughs> we'll open the checkbook. Let them go. Yeah. And maybe maybe now's the time because I reckon Bruce Reed. Tiny little thing. Tiny one little thing. Okay. Uh, okay. No, 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 there can't be a caveat on my coaching. No, right? guys. I'm James Hurd. Just one little thing. Okay. Oh, what is it this time? Okay. If the, if, okay. Inject the players. Go for it. Okay. Go for oh, yeah, life. we can still. Go for your life. Okay, yeah. thanks, okay. man. Now, just, just one little thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just, just write down what you give him, okay? Just jot it down. Just jot no, down. It's a in my memory. Just it's in Danky's head. Jot it down it's a all in his head. Just jot it down a little. Has he not told you what he injected him with? Because <laughs> he, he told me. He gave oh, me melatonin. There's Paddy Ryder. Boom! <laughs> oh, you fucking dog. <laughs> you dog. So anyway, I, I actually think that um, Brett Ratton will probably be the next of the sacked coaches. Brendan McCartney, I can't see going around again. He's at Melbourne as a, like a development coach. Mm. Can't really see him going around again. But it, I mean, it really is those people who do that 
three-year term, yeah. you don't get another chance, hey? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it seems to work out that way, doesn't it? Because Ruts probably had a good stretch. When did he? So he took over in 07, I reckon, and Pagan got knifed. That'd yes. be right. And then he lasted around to about 2011, 2012? Yeah, so actually if Montez finished at 11, then he would have had a year off in yeah. 12. Yes, that's right. In 13, so 13, 14, so 15, yeah. What's that? Half six 15. years, maybe, yeah. Yes. And we made the finals a couple of times under Rats. So, you know, he's a good coach. And now he's been in the Hawthorne system. System. And he knows. He knows how to oh, answer yeah. a question about umpiring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he knows when he sees a couple of umpires on the plane. He goes, <laughs> yeah. What to he say just to him? Cracks the knuckles yeah. and goes to town. Oh, mate! If he if he's ever coaching in Port in, in Adelaide again, he knows how to treat <laughs> fans as they were heading to the foyer. <laughs> just out of habit, he just drives by kids' games on the weekend. Yeah, you fucking dogs. Hey, um, dogs really become our favourite expression, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I think it just sums up so much for us. Uh, beep test has been taken out of the AFL combine, the draft yeah. combine. Well, how will I know how to compare 17-year-olds? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. And people are going, oh, yeah, he did a 15.3 on the beep test, mate. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's got the record. Yep. Uh, so the beep test being taken out and also the 3K time trial has been scrapped. That's been replaced by a 2K time trial. You know what that tells me is that the... These bloody millennials, they don't want to do three. They don't want to do their work, do they? No, nah, they just go, uh, I'll, I'll give you two. And also... It's I'll give you two because I, I need to look at Insty. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's six, about six minutes ten, I would say, for a 2K. You probably go a little bit harder, so maybe six minutes. Maybe I'll probably, get, I'd go under six. You get a sub six? Yeah. Okay, that's great. So that gives them six minutes without their phones. Or do they say, look, if you, if you do it in 550, we'll give you your, we'll give you your phone back? Um. One thing I noticed, though, is mm. that with the 3K, like, it's at Etihad Stadium, right? Oh, yeah. And they're round about this time, like, you know, by next year, maybe. Yeah. They'll have that running track around Etihad oh. with the new redevelopment. Yeah, because you, there's no other way to get around the ground at the moment. What better time to run 3K? I mean, they want to. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll stop them at two. And they go, no, no, we no, want no, to do, no, we do three, yeah. It's a great track. Yeah. I, I want to run past those soup cans on the on the southern side. Look at all the facilities around yeah. here. Yeah. I want to go past, I want to see the, the, the cow statue at, at, at the Docklands as I'm running out the front. I want to see I want to see Tony Jones doing a cross from outside the front of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But they're replacing... Wait a second. Is that a hint of Nando's in the air? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. You know, they're replacing the beep test, which is also known as the shuttle run. They're replacing that with the yo-yo run. Hmm. So the yo-yo test, I mean, you and I are very familiar with it because uh, you can't do junk time. Like our pre-seasons are grueling. Hmm. We invented the yo-yo. We took it down to the AFL. Mm. But as it's, obviously, it's got similarities to the gruelling beep test. I was just jumping quickly about pre-seasons. Um, you still owe me for that trip to Arizona. Okay. okay. No, that's okay. I, I got a lot out of that, though. Oh, you were flying. Yeah, I was flying. Fitter was, than ever. Yeah. Uh, so the players need to run between cones that are 20 metres apart at timed intervals. Well, it sounds like a fucking beep test to me. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Participants have a 10-second recovery between the 20-metre sprints. How fucking lazy is that? You get 10 seconds off. Okay, so you sprint 20. Yep, sprint it. And then you stop. Yeah. Okay, and then you jog back, you run back again. No, you jog back. Oh. Where they are required to jog to another cone. How many fucking cones are in this thing? I'm confused now. It's very confusing. And then back to the starting point. All right, so hang on. Are they running in a square or a triangle? Yo-yo. Okay, they run 20. Okay, run 20 between cones. Yeah. Apart at timed intervals. Okay, so... You run 20. Yeah. And then you rest for 10. And then you run again. Yeah. How, how far do you run there? I don't know. It's going to be fucking chaos. 
All right, I've, I've got a picture here. I've, I've, I've Googled yo-yo test, so, so I can try and explain it. And it says uh, there's cones here that are 20 metres apart. We've established that. Yep. And that's what I've got out of this uh, website that I've got. Oh, okay. Yeah. In another change, the clean hands test and the 30-metre repeat sprints test have been removed. What? This is fucking cushy at the combine. What are they doing now? Who are we going to get in? We're going to get fucking best media performer, are we? That's the thing. I'll just be kind of chatting to them, going, you know, tell us about what, you know. Hey, uh, what's your family background like, mate? Yeah. You all right? Uh, They're good people. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, that's uh, Trucky. What kind of stuff do you get up to on the weekend, eh? Uh, I bet you hit the town, don't you? Bet you hit town. Hey? No, no. I um, stay home. Do I shoot kangaroos with bow and arrows. Shoot kangaroos with bow and arrows, mate. Yeah, yeah. Pretty accurate. Okay, I might just mark that down. <laughs> <on the show>. <laughs> <laughs> What's your view on chicken salt, mate? Hey, you dig it? You like it? You don't like it? No. Nah. Okay, thanks. I don't me. eat salt. I just eat. I just eat broccoli, sir. Ah, good work, mate. Yeah, good work. Why just am I talking like that? <laughs> So hang on, no clean hands test. Hmm. So the clean hands test. What? What was? I know. I know it's obvious that it's about clean hands, but what was the test? Uh, here we go. It's the it's the Maddie Lloyd one. Oh, I don't fuck. know if this actually explains what it is. The yeah. clean hands test has been a part of a skills component of the combine for several years. After the test was developed by former Essendon champion Matthew Lloyd. No, it doesn't actually say what right, it actually. I'm googling is. now clean hands test. I need to know because I need to know whether. Uh... Don't they have like touch the light one? You know, light bobs up and you've got to touch the wall. Oh. But that would be a reaction thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, here we go. It's uh, the AFL Community Club, the uh, clean hands test. It was developed by uh, Matty Lloyd, as you stated. But it doesn't... Because they've still kept the Nathan Buckley kicking test. Isn't there one where you have to kind of... You kick it over a man. Oh, here we go. No, I think that's the Bucks kicking test. Isn't it turn around, hit a man 20 metres away? Yeah. You know, uh, banana this through the goals. Yeah. Um, put this, uh, shank this. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all kinds of tests. Okay, the clean hands test. Um, it's a skills test that measures the ability of a player to gather the ball cleanly and deliver quick, accurate handballs on both preferred and non-preferred hands. Uh-huh. So you get the ball bang. Yep. Get the ball bang out. Gotcha. See that? In, clean, out, clean. And, you know, to me, to me that shows just the... The endless possibilities of Matthew Lloyd's mind. Well, that, yeah, fuck it's the deep, way that he it? managed to come up with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might think that's just a very basic training drill. Use no, no, use no, no, one no, hand no. and then use your other hand, as as a regular player might do. But no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Matty no, Lloyd no. brings a special special degree of speciality to that. Well, he makes you do it a little bit quicker. Yeah, he does with the speed. He goes, yeah, and he'd be in there going, here, here, that's quick, hands, quick hands. He'd be saying quick hands. Yeah, and instead he should be saying clean hands, clean hands, clean hands, clean hands. Fuck, he's clever, isn't he? He's very good. So probably now that they at least like if they've let him know at round twelve, because the combine's around November, so he's got at least five six months to come up with other tests. Yep, I reckon what I, I mean. I mean, I'm no Matthew Lloyd, mm. but I reckon maybe you do your left hand handball. Uh huh. You get the ball again. Do your yep. right hand handball. Yep. He, here's where you switch it up. Fuck. You do your left and then you right again. How about that? Really? Should I email the AFL now? It's probably not a bad idea, but Lloydie's probably already uh, a step ahead of us. Lloydie's probably in the lab working that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no way. There's no way that Lloydie. I mean, he would have also the um, the uh, knock Brad Sewell out for no reason test. Uh huh. So that, that I mean, that's a killer for Sully. Because <laughs> they've got to do it to <laughs> Brad Sewell. Rough, rough go, Sully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he just stands there, bends over to pick up the ball, and if you can't knock him out, yeah, seventeen year olds just run through him. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't knock out Brad Sewell, mm, he hates Novembers. Yeah, it's like it's the worst time. <laughs> he can cut. Till 
uh, after Christmas. <laughs> but it's worth it because you know which players can, you know, put down Suli mm. and start a brawl. Now, did you watch did you watch the Mike Sheen, Nick Del Santo thing the other day, didn't I you? I did open Mike. We love open Mike on this show. Absolutely. Because he, he, he goes where no one else, he goes where other journalists fear to tread. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he was talking to Nick Del Santo, recently retired, talking about his great career and how much he loves Ross Lyon. He mm. would crawl over hot crawls for uh, hot coals. For Ross Lyon. That's how much he loves Rossi. Did he talk about being sad when Ross left? You know what? He said he was. Um, he understood it. He, he was disappointed because they found out, I think, via text or... Uh, oh, because it was very clandestine, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he just, you know, and because and, and he took them out for dinner. Rossi Lyon took the players, I think it was, uh, uh, might have been Del Santo, Rewalt, probably Goddard and maybe Joey Montagna. And Zach. And Zach Dawson, of mm. course. Took him out for dinner. This is after they'd uh, lost... They must have lost the grand final that year. So that would have been 2009 or 10. Yeah. Maybe they hadn't lost the grand... No, yeah, it must have been 2010 after that one. Okay. Or even perhaps the next year. We had no, another, they they had, bowed out early. Yeah, yeah, one more year, 2011. Yes, yeah. 2011. They bowed out early. They went out for dinner. Lovely dinner. Ross, mate. Poker face. But at the time, Ross was crying poor. Well, Ross was he like... He said he lost a lot of money and was living at his uh, dad's place. Yeah, he was doing it tough. He was living in his car. And yeah. his, his family were living in other separate cars. Oh. So he spent a lot of money on cars <laughs> when he should have bought a house. Like his kids had cars that they were living in. Yeah. That, it was pretty stupid. Uh, car, limousine. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. It was silly. So anyway, he said they were blindsided by it. They weren't expecting it. But he goes, I understood it. You know, we were disappointed, but it's football. It's life. It, it's what happens. Ross needs the money. You know, he was living in my car for a while, Del Santo said. So, you know, it was tough. It was tough. And uh, so then they, they discussed that. And then they moved on to the, uh, the photos, the infamous photos that came out of uh, Sammy Gilbert's uh, yep. uh, laptop. Yeah. Stolen, hmm. as Del Santo kept saying. Stolen photos taken by the St Kilda schoolgirl. Kim Duffy. He said he never met her. Hmm. Never met her. Like the only time he saw her was when he came to the club and she was out the front handing out pamphlets. That's not true, is it? Well, that's what he said. What really? She was handing out pamphlets. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she was down at the club. Oh, I thought you were like making a joke or something. No, she was down there. Yeah, she came down the club at one stage. I can't remember. Kind of why. Volunteer helping out, handing out like we got uh, a me- we got a meat raffle. We'll hand out a few pamphlets. Yeah, garage sale this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a laptop that I've got photos. Yeah. that I'm handing out. So where was the location? Like, how did that photo come about? Where so, was he? So that photo, I think he said, was taken on a footy trip. Oh, and you know what happens on the trip is supposed to stay on the trip. Absolutely. So there should never be photographic photographic evidence in the first place. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah, you know that that camera. Take your photos, then you smash that camera. Because his photo, if I remember correctly, was almost a bit artistic, wasn't it? It was. It was hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was kind if of. If you've pondering. ever seen it, yeah. Was he was he on his back? I believe he was on his back. Yeah. Like the rewrite one was kind of more be like, hey. Yeah, know, he was just starting and laughing. Here I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah. Just, fucking, just nude with the boys. Get a snap. It's a memory. Yeah. Kodak memory. Yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't even Nico's one, maybe black and white. I can't remember now. I don't think. I don't know. And if I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, you don't want to Google it. But uh, so anyway, Dax down. Mm. Little fella out. Yeah. Little Del Santa. Little Nicky D. Hold there, Nick. Snap. Yeah. Takes a photo. Forgets about it. Yeah. Forgot. Even forgot about the footy trip. Because what happens on the trip stays on the trip. Even your memories of it stay on the trip. <laughs> it's not until a few years later that these photos come out. Now, Mike Sheehan asked him about that. Said, Nick, now tell me about the tell me about the photo. And he's like, mate, you know, it came out. I, I forgot about it. it. Wasn't a great time in my life. And they go, okay, no worries. He goes, so this is Mike Sheehan, one of the greatest uh, interviewers of all time. He goes, so um. So were your pants down? He's like, well, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a nude photo, but it happened a few years ago. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. It happened on the trip. We've moved on from it. 
So tell me, your, your, your pants were down, were they? And so, and I was watching it just going, Mike, fucking let it go. You know what happened in the photo. You saw his dick, mate. You fucking get it. Like, what else do you want to know? Okay, so, so your undies, they're a bit down, were they, Nick? And you, see, you could just see Del Santo just like... How many different ways do you want to yeah, ask this? Yeah, do you want to ask this? So, so your pants. So, so your pants, with a, if they were on, we wouldn't be able to see your penis. Well, yeah, how often have you had a fully exposed penis? Oh, okay, without the fly being... <laughs> Yeah, under. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How often have you had, uh, and without like a big hole in your crotch, just by chance? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how many times have you had a fully exposed penis just hanging out, but your pants have been fully on? Yeah, like I mean, it's a, a full credit if you had your pants on. I mean, that's some real like kind of that's quick change product. kind of stuff. Yeah. So Mike, Mike wouldn't let it go, and uh, I just remember watching it, just going, "Wow, he he needs to." Uh, He's obsessed. <laughs> he's seen the photo. He yeah. knows what's going on in the photo. He's researched that. He's probably got it on the clipboard that he's asking from. Yeah. And he's just going, see your pants. So were they were they down were they around your ankles? Were they around your knees? <laughs> like, what's right. that matter? What's that matter? Well, it depends on how much you wanted to see. How nude was he? Mm. But from my memory, there were underpants in the photo. I, if I remember correctly, it was just be the old uh, little mini nick kind of just hanging out the top, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was just pulled down a little bit. Like yeah. casual, yeah. casual, casual knob, mm. as we call it in the game. Gee, if only there was Hint a way... Of, you know what it was? A hint of knob. If, if only there was a way for Mike to have found out if the pants were on and off. Yeah. Just by looking at the photo. Well, see, that, that also indicates to me that that's not good research so from Mike Sheehan. Did they show the photo? Kind of blurred out or anything? Uh, no, but he had a, yeah. uh, a courtroom artist sketch it. <laughs> so it was pretty beautiful. <laughs> it was pretty beautiful. But uh, um, Can I bring you this one? All right. Okay. We we might have to start forking out a bit of coin or we get a get a campaign going, get a Kickstarter or something like that. Oh, what for? Okay. So Perth Stadium. Mm. What do we got? Government over there, so opening up next year most likely. Yeah. Uh, government over there said a pre election promise to sell off the naming rights, okay? They were going, we're gonna do it. We're we gonna go. do it. And now the government is going, Hey, wait a second. If we just keep it as Perth Stadium, Boring. that means the the, the the city's identity, you know? Like People know Perth. They want to talk about Perth. They hear about Perth. Well, no, no, no. You know, many, many times when you're you're walking around uh, a, a ground, mm. you're walking past a. F- you know, you, you're in a city. You're in a city. You're at a ground, and it says like uh, like spotless stadium, and you're like, where where the fuck am I? Mm. I don't even know. You get disoriented, don't you? Yeah, like mm. many times I've been up at uh, Metricon. I, mm. didn't, I didn't even know that was on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I just thought I was in the city of Metricon. Yeah. I didn't know this stuff. It's like that time I, I, I how long ago it was now, but I, I think I went to One Eight Hundred Smiles. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was well, like the, the town of One Eight Hundred Smiles. Interesting name, yeah, very interesting name. Yeah, okay, that happens a lot. So yeah. I understand them wanting to keep it Perth, so you know where you are. Mm-hmm. But it's too boring. So they may sell it. They're not totally sure yet, but obviously, obviously, if they are going to sell the naming rights, it, it's it's it feels right mm. that we get our junk time AFL pod name on a on a stadium of some type. The junk time stadium. Now it may be a little bit exy. Okay, that's the only thing. Now, not to say that we're not doing very well. <laughs> we got money to burn. Doing here. very well. Yeah, yeah. But we also we'll see how we go. We'll just kind of keep an eye on this one. Just in case we might need to get a Kickstarter or something like that going to raise maybe about, I don't know, probably $10 million over about five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We just might put the uh, prices of our uh, live shows and stubby holders up. But, yeah, yeah. But how, how about it? Because they want to keep it Perth themed. Pass on the cost. Actually, very quickly to announce, stubby holders now actually $50,000. Yes, yes. But they, they, And if you get two. <laughs> Minimum of eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good like that. But okay. If they want to keep it a Perth theme, so you know you're in Perth. Uh, West Australians, quite often known as sand gropers, we've you know we've referred to them before as sand molesters yep. over here. Why don't we just call it the grope? 
The Grope Stadium. The Grope. Get down to the Grope. Get down to the Grope. It's, it's got a nice based, little yeah, ring to it. Based on, you know, WA, mm. you know, what they call themselves, the Grope. The Grope. The Swan. Get down to the, the, the Swan, Swan Lager. Sound beautiful coming out of Bruce McInerney. Oh, it's the, the Grope's packed tonight. The Grope is full to the brim. What do you think, Brian? Boy, oh boy, wowie. <laughs> I love the Grope. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on the weekend? Oh, mate, go on the Grope. Go on the Grope. Go on the Grope. <laughs> Fuck, how good would that be? I'm going to the gro- I'm going the grope. I Perth, think it's fantastic. Perth Arena could be up for up for grabs as well, but that's probably a like basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Nah, concert venue, we don't need that shit. No, we need the footy ground. Footy ground. So we'll keep an eye on that, okay? Yeah, and Junk Times, if you've got any suggestions of what we can put our name on. Yeah. Mm. What about the Valium? Valium? The Valium. Like uh, from Daniel Kerr. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. we just go there, like, you know, the 50 Valium Stadium or something. So I don't think of him about Valium. Because oh, he did the Forge prescription, didn't he? Well, I, don't, I don't know if they were Forge, mate. No, didn't he go in and... Oh, to me, he's always just about the ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Special K. The Special K. We'll get, we get Kellogg's to do it, right? Mm. And it's called the Special K because Kokonakis can't have it. Well, no, but I mean, I think proven that Kellogg's is pretty keen on spe- hanging on Special K. No, but they can have it, but we know it's like a bit of an inside joke. Oh, we're getting down to the special. Ah, okay, sure, sure, sure. So, like, it's like, uh, like Have almost it. like a, a internet slang where you kind of can yes. write something. Mum and dad looking over your shoulder don't know what don't know it what is. Don't know what the fuck it is. So, what, yeah, what, yeah. What's lol mean? Yeah, we're going down to the K hole. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to spend the weekend in the K hole. So, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, while we're talking, just quick drugs. Uh, there was a lot of talk this week, and I don't know why, but there was a lot of talk about painkilling injections. Oh yeah, there was about four or five articles. There was an article from uh, Cooney. There was an article from Dermy. In the, well, about. Dermy and also one about uh, Buddha Hocking, Mick McGuan and Buddha Hocking, Ted Richards, uh, Ted Richards mm. and and Mick McGuan. But Mick McGuan's was probably possibly one of the greatest articles I've ever read, and one of the most disturbing. Now he regularly had uh, painkilling injections because he had groin issues. Mm. Now I, I don't know if I didn't know you could jab your groin up. Like I, I guess if you can do your knee because it hurts, it's like bone on bone or it's painful or bone on bone sounds awful, doesn't it? That's what Dermy had. Yeah, sounds horrible. So, I Dermy said that he had Think about over... about them in winter, getting out in the oh, cold. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Bloody hell. Dermy said he would have had over 250 injections in his career. Mm. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. But, uh, but Mick McGuan, he used to get his groins uh, injected. And so one day, I, I don't know if you remember that famous vision, he was unable to kick the ball. Yeah, kept injected him, him the in the wrong spot. Yeah, kept, he just had no control of his leg. Yeah, it was flopping around. Just Loose. flopping around like a horse that's fallen over. Yep. Yeah, they almost had to put him down. And uh, he says, in the period from 1990 to 1996, I would hate to say how many injections I had. Probably anywhere between eight and ten a year for oh, six years. That actually doesn't sound that bad. No, I mean, no. I actually don't know about the uh, power of these uh, injections. No, that but doesn't I sound like much at all. I was thought you about to say eight to ten, like a, a week. Yeah, no, no. He says I didn't make a habit of it because you did more damage when you're in numb as hell. Oh, no shit, mate. But uh, he says here, and this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I ended up rupturing my urethra. Mm. I got a jab. And I ended up pissing blood. I didn't know what it was, and I was struggling to pass water. I got to the point where I was dribbling urine. So he's he's more concerned. He's not concerned about pissing blood. It's just that there's not much coming out. Not much coming out. And so he went to a game, and the doctor tapped my stomach, and he got the urolo- urologist in at 1.30 a.m. Oh, so he's not at a game, he's with the doctor. Yeah. I was rushed to hospital, 
had 1.5 litres of build-up of toxins inside me. If that had burst, I like this phrase. Yeah. If that had burst, it would have been, good night, nurse. Yeah. No, that's that's what we say. You know when you're about to die? I do like go, when blokes pull out kind of little phrases like that. Yeah. You know when you're about to die. Now, I die. remember, I think that was over a period of like about a week or two. Yes. So it didn't happen so he to got him a, straight away. Yeah. He got, I think he got, what happened was he got a knee in the balls mm. and he was numb because he'd been jabbed. Ouch! And he, and he didn't feel. And this is this is where they this is where they would uh, inject the needle. They said the needle would often be inserted either side of his testicles, Dude. or on his pubic bone. Dude. Isn't that, isn't ah! It? Oh. <laughs> ah! Good lordy! That would hurt. So if you're sitting on a tram or public transport right now, and you're just like, oh god, oh god, that is not good. Now I remember during that time, uh, I think it might have even been a night or two before he. Uh, Kind of had to go to hospital. Yeah, I saw him out about. I do remember that seeing him out drinking. Oh, really? Yeah, not, not nothing bad. Just down at the pub. Oh, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, the pub we'd go to. I don't know on a Thursday night or whatever. And uh, he he was there. And then I remember because then it broke like a couple of days later. I was like, oh, I would have seen. Him. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. you are having a few beers, you piss some blood. Yeah, you got to have a few beers. But he says, uh, so oh yeah, I forgot to mention. I, I was barely the lead. Sorry, he was <laughs> yeah. uh, pissing blood onto the uh, into the trough at the uh, bar. He says, um, so this is the day that he he couldn't kick the ball because his leg wouldn't work. Uh, he says, I look back at the numbers and I had twenty two possessions at half time and seven missed kicks. My Dad was in the crowd and the Collingwood supporters started to sledge me. Dad said to them, shut your bloody mouth before I shut it for you. There is nothing wrong with the kid. Now, clearly, the Collingwood fans are going, you can't move his fucking leg, mate. <laughs> like, what sort of fucking dad are you? We're, we're worried about your daddy. We're worried about your son. He's, he's, his shorts have gone red. He's, he's laying around there. Yeah, he's pissing blood, Mr McGowan. What are you thinking? <laughs> and Buddha Hocking also says uh, that he, he was concerned about uh, his knees and stuff. And how much he would struggle post-game. He said, I would struggle to walk the next couple of days after the game. I was having lots of fluid removed. Then I was in the backyard pool with a raincoat on trying to get it settled down. Backyard pool with a raincoat on? So I don't know. Maybe shelter? No, he's already getting wet. Well, that's what I getting figured. Getting rained on. Well, why you got a raincoat pool? on, mate? It's, it's almost like he kind of cut weight wearing a raincoat. But no, that's not the real thing. Was he naked? Was he trying to keep it from the kids? Was he being jabbed up in the groin? Is there someone having a home birth, having a birth in a pool? <laughs> I think so. It's just take the raincoat off, Buddha. Get in the pool, mate. He's, he's delusional. He's, he's gone mad from the injections. <laughs> from the injections. And he said you would struggle to get the mail from the mailbox. Mate, you know what you can do? Just bloody move the mailbox to the front door. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a matter of... A little slot in yeah, the door. Yeah, a little slot in the front door. See yeah. all you got to do instead of... Yeah. Oh, Buddha. G'day, Mr. Hocking. Oh, g'day, mate. And as if the postman, as if a postman in Geelong wouldn't more than happily, more work than happily, yeah. to go and meet Buddha and hand over hand over the mail address to Whiskers. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, g'day, Mister Hocking. I see you've got your uh, got your raincoat on. Mate. on. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing pretty well. He realises it's not raining, and and also once you step into a pool that <laughs> yeah, it's already wet. You're going to be wet. You fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's going back to the Australian posting gun. I think I think Buddha's lost his fucking mind. Well, he didn't name himself after a cat food. So yeah, well, there is that. There's yeah. all links. Yeah. Um, so anyway, kids, uh, what we're saying out there is just look after your urethras. I've always said that during my footy playing days, but mm. just you've got to be careful. You don't want your urethra to collapse and have your pissing blood. Now, Dermy's article talked about how uh, people would come to his house on a Friday and li- he would be literally struggling to get off the couch but then go out and play the next day. So oh, it would be injection like But he maintains that he hasn't had, he had bone on bone Yeah, <laughs> uh, from the age of 19, I think. 
And so he was saying, I'm not doing any more damage to myself. I'm just merely numbing it up. How do you have bone on bone by the time you're 19? 19. What the fuck was he doing? Yeah, Yeah, what what have you done? Have you just, was it a party trick? He goes, fucking, I don't need this cartilage, fucking bang, rips it out. And then he goes, oh, Jesus. All the operations kind of that awful that they kind of just, if you had a little bit of something, they'd scrape it all out. Sorry, mate, got to take it all out, bone to bone. We want bone on bone. That's you. (laughs) Can they not put in artificial cartilage? That was Alan Jeans' famous speech. Oh, bone on bone! Yeah, he hated. He hated cartilage. Oh, hate it! Oh, fuck! He was angry about it, wasn't he? Like he would go up to players and just like try and rip the cartilage out of their noses. Like he was a fucking angry man. <laughs> he uh, he wouldn't even print print things on paper. Yeah, because he hated ink cartridges. He hated cartridges as yeah. well. Oh yeah. Okay, I fucked that up. Same <laughs> things that sounded like cartilage. He's an angry man. Footballers in real life. Here we go. Uh, half from Jack. Uh, massive fan of the pod. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Jack. I, don't, uh, I was uh, visiting my local Coles in Darwin tonight when oh. I saw Surioli getting some shopping done. Shit, they've given him time off. He they've was, let him go back. Go, yeah. I like it. Staff the turtle. Yeah. Staff the turtle. Yeah, pork up. He was sporting a knee brace and had a slight limp. I noticed he was going through the 12 items or less. Check out. But what caught my eye mm. was that he had much more than 12 items. Oh, fuck. He would have had a good 20 to 25 in that trolley. So do you understand why people hate Hawthorne? <laughs> like, what kind of arrogant fuck? Mate, all right, you, you got 13? All right, you're Cyril. 14? <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, you're stretching it, but you've won four flags. Yep. Fifteen. All right, you're the Norm Smith, but that's it. And we're in Darwin, like we're you know near home and the like. Yeah. So mates, no, they'd be mates. You know, people recognise him. In true, the, true. There are a lot of Riolis mm, up there. Yeah. But once you get over fifteen, mate. Hey, Cyril, Cyril, go fucking line up <laughs> over there, mate. You fucking wait in line. Check out number four, fucking. Yeah. It. You fuck. Oh, you fucking dog. <laughs> Get your fucking knee brace. I don't give a shit, mate. Walk over there. And how many things do you think you can put in a basket? You think you're tricking us, do you? You think you're tricking us? Because you, you got it in the basket. Oh, it must be Cyril's only got 12. From Matthew. Good on you, Matty. Last year's finals, I went to the Swans and Crows semi-final with the old man at mm. the GSCG. Uh, adding to our excitement was the appearance of none other than Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley shuffling into his seat in the row in front of us as the match got underway. With Bucks yet to lead the Pies to the finals, he was obviously doing some scouting to see how the good teams play in September. Fact check, they made the finals in 2012. That is true. But not since. Bucks was accompanied by his wife and two young boys. I think Bucks has a tenure as well. Yes, he does, and he has a jet and an ace. Yeah. Uh, The kids were more interested in punching on with each other than watching the game. Oh, cool. The older Buckley son had a particular... Well, it's not about the son. Okay. The older Buckley son had a particularly brutish face. Okay. Okay. And had his younger brother in the headlock for much of the match. Wow, that's a long headlock. Bucks watched the game closely but showed no emotion or excitement throughout the game. Mm. That's strange, well, he doesn't Seems care, like a mate. very kind of, you know, excitable man. Yeah, it? no, he just, he, you, you, you can't read Bucks. Um, not, 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 not when he's out of game. His wife looked practically bored and barely spoke to Bucks. Oh, trouble at home? Fuck, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> During the whole game, yeah. <laughs> only occasionally lead over to tell the kids to stop fighting. That would be very annoying. Yeah. If you had two little kids fighting in front of the, at the football. Well, why are they sitting in front of you? And why are they sitting beside you? How yeah. many tickets did you get, Buckley? And a final of all things. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, for, uh, for Matthew. Oh, for Matthew, yeah. Oh, mate. 
you know, Matthew should have given him a spray. Leaned over. Yeah. Yeah, leaned over. You roll the record up and you just go, yeah. bang, take that ace. Yeah. Bang, take that jet. Nice yep. to meet you, Tandy. Nice to meet you, Nathan. <laughs> but they deserved it, Nathan. Interesting, a few seats down in the same row was uh, Giants coach Leon Cameron. Oh. Come to watch the game by himself. Hmm, trouble at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I could tell, Bucks and Leon got on okay. They chatted very briefly as they arrived. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Uh, there's no Great one. little detail. I wonder why Bucks was at that game. I mean, he's got no reason to be there. Could have sat at home, watched telly. Although, although if you're in Sydney, maybe he's taking the family up there. Hey, Jet, hey, Ace, you want to go up to Sydney? No. Oh, all right. Well, you're coming anyway. We don't want to go to the footy, Dad. Well, fuck you. Tanya! <laughs> <laughs> I told you, trouble at home. Yeah. <laughs> From Sean, uh, I have two footballers in real life. Firstly, I was at the Han Zimmer concert at Rod Laver Arena last month. Okay. Film composer. Oh, yeah, done, wow. done heaps of stuff. During intermission, I saw a tall blonde man standing up from his seat in the row in front of me, about eight seats to my right. It was none other than D superstar and hero of today, Jack Watts. Oh, wow. At the concert with his girlfriend and younger brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I was at a sushi shop on Glenfrey Road a few weeks ago, Heartland. I saw Dipper sitting at the table eating what it looked like to be spicy squid and teriyaki chicken sushi rolls. Oh, good one, Dipper. Oh, Sean was the same guy I've talked about here uh, who showed up to Comedy Festival show wearing... Oh, the Gold Coast jumper. Gold Coast yeah, jumper, great. Yeah. Um, Good stuff, Sean. Mate, he would have been happy on Saturday Yeah, then. pop back on. Well, he actually said he buried for Geelong, but he went to the game and he wore it again. Great. Oh, and actually, a uh, quick addition. Um, uh, I'm currently on the way back from the Blues-Giants game and Jonathan Brown is on my train. Little picture of John Brown. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Good on yeah. Brown again, yeah. the train. Common man. Oh, he is, isn't he? Sold of the earth. Yeah. There's another one. Well, just quickly, on Twitter we got one. Uh, this is... This as uh, Nick sent this in, he said, this is a bit mysterious, unbranded chicken salt. Yeah, I find that a bit weird. Where were we? Five o double one. Yeah, so I looked that up. That's Woodville Park in Adelaide. Huh. He didn't want to name it. But uh, is someone going behind Matani's back? Like, should we be... Like, Nick, if you get, if you get back into that store, mate, feel free to... Feel free to pop the lids on those and just fucking throw it about the store. I like, also wonder, how far would Woodville be from uh, Adelaide Oval? It's closer to uh, Westlake's, the old ground. Football park, yeah. Yeah, footy park. So, well, not that far. Yeah. But I, I don't like anyone undercutting Matani. No. Was there Matani signs at footy park? There was, wasn't there? Yeah, I believe there were, yeah. Mm. But now they've mysteriously gone from from Adelaide Oval. So we've got kind of, we got kind of chicken salt chop-chop, have we? Yeah, yeah we have, basically. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, I mean, it's $2 each. That's undervalued. Oh, I, I agree with that. Mm. And, that. and that, again, is undercutting Matani. Like, yeah. they're going, fuck, our sales are down. Why? And why are people flocking to Woodville, to Woodville Park? Chicken salt. Yeah. What's going on? Why are people taking... Why are people flying from all around the world mm. to get to Woodville to get chicken salt? Yeah, people just getting off the plane. Why are people sending private planes and butlers yeah. to come to Woodville? Getting off the plane, just going to take me to Woodville Park. Yeah, the cabbies, they say... I mean, I just word on the street down mm. in Adelaide. Whenever I go to Adelaide, just... Cabbies are saying, you well, know. Well, as soon as you get in, they go, you want to go to Woodville, Woodville. Park? I go, no, I don't no. want to go to Woodville. I want to go to Adelaide Oval. What are you yeah. talking about? I want to go to Rundle, Rundle Street, Rundle yeah. Mall, Hunley Street. I want to go to those places. I want to go to the new Rhino Room. Yeah. Well, I want to go to the, the Crazy Horse. With and the they horse. go, oh, I've, I've, I've forgotten how to get into town now because yeah. oh, I'm always going to Woodville. <laughs> One particular shop. $2 chicken shops. Tough times in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> From Michael, growing up as a Collingwood supporter, uh, it's never easy. Um, that is true. But doing so in the late 90s in Essendon was particularly insufferable. I feel your pain, mate. I, I'm a Carlton supporter, grew up in the same area. 
One glowing moment, however, when mm. I was about seven, my dad took me to Windy Hill to watch the VFL Bombers V Pies. Mm-hmm. I was there in my tiny woolen pies guernsey with number 26 on the back, oh. and Captain Gavin Brown. Yeah, whose son made his debut today. Well, here we go. After the game, I chased up Tony Shaw in the rooms for his signature because it was the 90s. The door attendant had no worries letting an unattended minor into a room full of <laughs> naked men, in brackets. I think I might have seen Damien Moncourse's penis. Anyway, I clambered <laughs> through the throng of men on my way. Oh, you know what he might have seen? It was Mike Sheen. They're going, are you pants down? Yeah. Are you pants off? He may pants? have seen. He probably doesn't remember, but um, Mick McGuan's crush urethra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, sorry. Um, <laughs> a pool of blood. Nothing of interest, but McGuan was lying in a pool of his own blood, squirting from his penis. Everyone was giggling and laughing. Anyway, I clambered through the throng of men on my way to find Tony Shaw and ran into none other than Gavin Brown. Oh, yeah. He had a chat with me and expertly juggled the baby in his arms to sign the back of my Guernsey. Lovely. That baby was a tiny Callum Brown. Oh. Da, da, da. What a lovely story. Who's debuting for the pies this week? Fantastic. Uh, I know you like details, so I can safely say Callum was wearing a blanket. Aww. Oh, that's lovely. And and I uh, and he nearly he nearly today wore a Gatorade bikaki. Yeah, I know, but they fell they fell away. You know what would have been nice in his first game if Tony Danaher's uh, son Terry Danaher's son came out. KO'd him. Smash time. him one. Yeah. <laughs> they think this would have been a nice touch. Welcome to the big league, mate. Um. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah. We are junktimealphapod at Gmail. We're junktimealphapod on Twitter and Facebook. Stubby Helders, Adam? Uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. And keep your questions with notice coming in. We didn't have time to get to them this week, but uh, we're bloody gonna. And I won't be on the show next week because I'm going to be down in uh, Hobart. I'm going to be making my pilgrimage down to Blundstone Arena. Blundstone Arena. Yeah. Getting so I'll be checking there. that out. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice place down there. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to be there all four days. And we've got a couple of live shows coming up shortly. We're going to book in a few little details and then we'll announce them. But they're going to be massive. It's going to be huge. So we'll see you later. Go Hawks. Go Blues. We're on top of the Hawks. Oh, what a feather in your cap. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.